0: This is a Federal News Network podcast.
1: Earlier this year, NASA Administrator Jim Bridenstine demoted one of the spaceflight community's most influential members. Bill Gerstenmaier had served as NASA's Associate Administrator for Human Exploration and Operations since 2005. However, the ongoing delays with the Space Launch System rocket and the risk of not returning to the moon by 2024, as was policy, Bridenstine decided a change was needed. Eric Berger is a senior space editor at Ars Technica and has been closely following this incident. He tells Federal News Network's Eric White what led up to Gersten Mayer's removal and what it means.
2: Earlier this year, um, in the spring, actually, Vice President Mike Pence gave a pretty important space policy speech at uh, the Marshall Space Flight Center in Huntsville, Alabama, where basically he told NASA to take its existing program to send humans to the moon by the end of the 2020s and accelerate it to 2024. This was a really um, pretty radical change for for NASA. Uh, They don't move particularly quickly, and Bill Gerstenmaier has been there a long time. He'd been in his current position for more than a decade as essentially the chief of human spaceflight at NASA. And he definitely had some reservations about this because they had a plan that that they thought fit within their existing budget. Gerstenmeier, I think, did not expect to get a significant budget increase. He was probably right about that. And so while he was taking steps to, to accommodate the president's goal, the vice president's goal of, of a moon landing in 2024. I think there was a sense from the administrator, Jim Bridenstine, that Gersten Meyer wasn't fully on board, was maybe looking ahead to the possibility in, in 2021 that there may be a new president um, and and just wanted to basically conserve the existing programs and not change them too
0: radically. And so what did, I guess, Brian Stein decided, all right, we're going to get rid of Gerstmeier. Did he have anyone else in mind? Is he, I mean, I'm sure he's actively looking to replace him. Um, what went into that decision from what you heard?
2: Well, what exactly happened is, is a little bit unclear, but he got rid of Gerstmeier without a replacement in mind, um, which was kind of surprising in the aerospace industry because this is a really important position. So William Gerstmeier is not a well-known name. In the United States, out of space policy circles, but he is probably the most influential person, and has been for a long time, in terms of developing and guiding the U.S. human spaceflight enterprise. And so, he's a very important person. When they go to make a call, a final call on launching humans, is this rocket, is this spacecraft safe? He's the guy sitting at the head of the table that, that makes that call. And when he makes that call, everyone sort of says, "Okay, it's you know, we ju- we trust this technical judgment." So there wasn't a replacement in mind at the time. Bridenstein issued a, a, a memo basically saying, look, we're going to have a, a nationwide search to find the right person. Um, and that's been more than a month now. And while we've heard some names of people um, floated about, uh, there have been no, you know, no one has been named or identified yet. And this is, you know, the time is running out. I mean, it's very important to get this done quickly.
0: What do you even look for in replacing this person? I mean, you need somebody who, first off, understands the vast expanse of space travel, but also being able to work within the government confines. And now with commercial space growing more and more important to the aerospace uh, sector, uh, you got to be able to understand that portion of it as well. So it's going to be kind of tough, it seems, to find a replacement.
2: Yeah, to do the for, for one person to fill the job, you have to have a lot of skills. You have first of all, you have to understand the political landscape because you are dealing with members of Congress, um, you're dealing with the White House, um, who who are coming to you with with questions and concerns, and you also have to be a very competent engineer. You have to actually understand the space flight systems you're talking about at a at a technical level. Um, it's not a political position like the NASA administrator. It is. Most definitely, a, a technical position. Um, you have to have a lot of, you know, you have to have a lot of understanding about the industry. As you mentioned, there's not only the traditional players, the Boeing's, the Lockheed's, the Northrop Grumman's, but there's a host of new space companies that are coming along and offering some pretty exciting capabilities um, to to NASA. Not just SpaceX, but Blue Origin um, and some other companies as well, with some very interesting ideas. And so you have to have an understanding of that. And then finally, I think you really have to command. The confidence of the, the, the civil service workforce. That's one thing Gerstenmeier definitely had. They trusted him. They, they believed in him. And if he said something, you know, they bought it. There's a real question, I think, in my mind as to whether a new person, if they come in from the outside, whether that person is going to be known to the civil service workforce, whether they're going to, you know, move as rapidly to implement his or her uh, statements and, and wishes as, as they would have under Gerstenmeier.
0: Eric Berger is senior space editor with Ars Technica. Is this kind of the biggest test for Jim Bridenstine? We haven't heard a lot coming out of NASA other than, you know, really from Vice President Pence uh, and President Trump himself talking about getting us back to the moon. Um, would you call this possibly Bridenstine's uh, biggest test of leadership?
2: Absolutely. I think that, that's a fair characterization. You know, the NASA administrator answers to a lot of different People and and has to keep a lot of different people happy and, and at the end of the day he has a relatively limited amount of power in the decisions he can make. Sort of choosing the people beneath him that are, are working for him and, and going to be carrying out his orders is, is probably his main source of power. And he felt that Gerstenmaier, although he was an institution and widely respected, was not. You know, not carrying out the vice president's mandate of of landing humans on the moon by 2024, he felt that they were not, you know, holding Boeing to account for the development of the space launch system rocket as much as needed to be happened. So he moved and got rid of Gerstmayr. This was the one big card that he had to play, um, and to his credit, you know, he he played it.
0: Historically speaking, political pressure on the space industry has the capability of kind of moving things quicker and forcing NASA to uh, come up with new ideas to fall into those timelines. Do you think that might be the case here?
2: Well, NASA is being buffeted from a lot of different directions and and so Gerstner was was the person at the at the top there who was trying to keep them encore so that their plan was to develop this big rocket and the orion spacecraft and, and do something interesting in the vicinity of the moon maybe go land there or maybe try to eventually <clears throat> excuse me go on to mars um so he was trying to keep those programs in line he was also trying to bring commercial players you know on board uh but then the vice president came in and said land humans on the moon by 2024 um the president said no we should go to mars um and then congress wants to do a lot of different things as well and so you know there's there's all these different political forces on on nasa and unfortunately like unlike during the apollo program they're not all pushing in the same direction um and so Gerstenmeier was trying to sort of steer the ship and, and keep it going in a, in a single direction um so so now where nasa goes is really going to be heavily dependent upon this choice that bridenstine makes for this associate administrator position
0: all right, and biggest question, are we going to see Associate Administrator Elon Musk? <laughs>
2: <laughs> no, no, absolutely not. You know, one of the popular names that, that came out after Gersten Mayer's firing was, was Gwen Shotwell. She's the, she's the president of SpaceX, and, and she's very widely respected in, in the aerospace industry. And there's some feeling that Bridenstine that would like to find someone who's younger, uh Grisdemer was in his sixties, um, more diverse. So that's a woman or a minority, and and came in from outside of outside of NASA, and she fit a lot of those qualifications. But I, but she's pretty happy at SpaceX. And frankly, it's hard for me to see um, an official from one of NASA's main contractors, so so from SpaceX or Boeing or Lockheed or someone like that, getting that position just because. When you're the associate administrator, you're making a lot of calls on these contracts. And so if you were to have someone from SpaceX come in and all of a sudden award a lot of contracts to SpaceX, that that certainly would lead to protests down the line.
0: Do you see somebody from within NASA being promoted for this position? Or, you know, you know is there is there the possibility of somebody coming from the aerospace industry itself?
2: I think that was Bridenstine's preference is to find someone from the outside, Um, outside of NASA. The problem is there are a lot of really important decisions that have to be made in the next three to six months relating to the human exploration program. So if they really are serious about putting humans on the moon by 2024, and I think there's a lot of skepticism about whether that's possible, but if they are serious about that, some very key decisions need to be made. And Bridenstine said he's going to leave those decisions to the next associate administrator. So someone needs to be in place soon. If they come from inside of NASA, they're promoted from within, then that person, sort of already hits the ground running. But if they bring someone from outside and have to onboard them, that process can take a while. So while I think their Bridenstine's preference was to have someone from outside, from industry background, come in, you know, it's, it's, as this process drags on and on, it seems more likely to me it'll be someone who's an internal candidate.
1: Eric Berger is Senior Space Editor at Ars Technica, speaking with Federal News Network's Eric White. We'll post this interview at federalnewsnetwork.com slash Federal Drive. Subscribe to the Federal Drive at Apple Podcasts or Podcast One.
0: This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, Think twice before sending money through an app or online. When you think about something that brings out the best in us, it usually involves helping someone else. By donating plasma at a Griffel Center, you can help save millions of lives and show your good side to the world. You'll join thousands of people who donate safely each week, so patients get the plasma-derived medicines they rely on, and you'll be rewarded up to $1,000 your first month learn more at griffelsplasma.com